Hey guys, this is Emma from The Horse Cure, the podcast for those of us who know that horses really are the cure for all that ails you. Today we hear from Misha Coaster. Misha has a great story to share about the adoption of Code, her thoroughbred mare. Code was initially brought to the family to be a companion horse who sometimes got saddled for a relaxing ride out with friends. As Misha shares, it took Code a little while to get comfortable and confident in her new role. Misha talks about the challenges and the somewhat unconventional route she and Code took to get to be partners and the great gift it has all been. Misha, thank you. First and foremost, thank you very much for taking the time to spend with me and to share your adoption or rescue experience. Oh, yeah, it's great. I think uh, so many people should really have this experience. It's been wonderful. Okay, well, I would like to know a little bit about you. So um, who are you? What do you do? And how did horses become a part of your life? I've been riding since I was 10 and have been competing most of that time. It's sort of my love for thoroughbreds goes back. Um, one of my first horses that I ever had lessons on was a chestnut thoroughbred mare oh. off track. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you kind of never forget your first love, right? That's the truth. So, yeah, it's uh, it's just gone from there. I'm, I'm an executive assistant at a Fortune 200 company, so I don't have a ton of extra time, but uh, I love having my horses in the backyard. That is awesome. So tell me why thoroughbreds are... So you did have your first love, and I, I do get that for sure. What do you love about the breed now that you've been through you know, competition and you're, you're an adult, you're living your life. What do they add to your life? They're so versatile. I have an off the track horse. When you get them, they have the basic buttons already down. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not starting from scratch. You're starting from, from what, from a canvas, you know, that you get to work with and create and they're so willing, so smart. And, you know, when you get them going and you bond with them that I just haven't found with many others. Well, so talk to me about why adoption was your option. Why didn't you, you know, do maybe a private purchase or go to an auction or something? What made you choose adoption? I actually had no interest in replacing a horse that had passed away. So Mm -hmm. I adopted an old, couldn't even tell you how old she was, Tennessee (laughs) walking mare as a companion for, I have an appendix that I've had for 20 years now or nearly. And um, I needed a companion horse. And so I adopted a horse that I knew needed a good home. I had known her owner before he passed away. So she was a horse I wanted to hang on to, make sure that she got the quality of life she deserved. And when she passed away, I had no intention of getting another companion horse. I was like, Mary, you're going to learn to live alone. I'm going to be your best friend and I'm going to get a dog to live with you. Right. (laughs) She, She did not like that idea. So I was like, well, if I'm going to get a companion horse, I'm going to go to an adoption agency. I'm going to go to a rescue and say, I want something that I can ride occasionally, but for the most part, I just need a companion for my mare. So I contacted New Vacations and because I decided I went round and round. I was like, well, it doesn't matter what kind of horse it is. And I was like, <laughs> if I'm going to get one, I'm going to get what I want. Well, sure. Yeah. Um, so I contacted them and they sent me an email back and they were like, well, we don't have anything right now that fits the bill. You know, they gave me their list of really credible reasons why the horse that I had originally inquired about wasn't a good match. Mm-hmm. Three days later, I got a phone call from their placement coordinator and said, we have a mare that needs a new home. You're going to be her third home off the track. You know, she's like, we think she would be a, a good match for you based on what you've told us. Can I send you pictures? Great. <laughs> send me pictures. Tell me all about her. Right. Well, I got the email and before I even read anything, I opened the first picture and I emailed her back and I said, I want that one. Was it a chestnut mare by any chance? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> 
And um, she's like, wait, did you read the email? <laughs> and I was like, no, I just saw the picture. <laughs> I was done at that point. You know, Amy was great. And she was like, Annie, you really need to read that email. Like, okay. So I did. And she was like, well, this is, you know, these are all the problems that she's had. You know, you, you'll be her third home in, what was it, two or three years. She hadn't been off the track very long. I think it was actually about two years. And she's like, you know, through no fault of her own, she's looking for a new home now. And um, so I was like, yeah, you know what? It's no problem. I've taught riding lessons. I've trained horses. The horse that I have now, I, you know, I did most of the work on. And so I was like, sure, I can bring her around. And, mm-hmm. you know, sure, we'll be a great pair eventually. Well, she has just blossomed into this incredible horse. Oh, I love um, this. And she came with a whole host of problems. She doesn't trail her well. They've had to sedate her to get her onto a trailer. They, She tried to kill a farrier oh. who pulled her, her <laughs> shoes. And, uh, you know, I mean, literally, she tried to run him over. And he was, he is a wonderful farrier love him to pieces and she was just like no I don't like you she knows you know, what the she first wants time I, yeah and she is not afraid to tell you um, <laughs> and uh, the first time I wrote her she'd been at the house about six weeks or so and uh, I had a friend of mine coming over to, to ride with me I was like well this will be great the first time I saddled her up oh my god it was we put the f- fireworks at the 4th of July to shame <laughs> Oh, boy. I mean, she literally, even just tacking her up, she was tense. And, you know, we I'd been working with her, just brushing her and loving on her so that she'd get comfortable. Tacking yeah. her up, she was tense. I put my left toe in the stirrup, and she literally dropped to the ground as low as she could go <laughs> and shot straight up into the air. Oh, and geez. I was like, okay, well, I guess we're not doing this today. <laughs> I mean, she funny. had herself worked up into oh. this. I mean, she was just covered in lather and she was blowing and she I realized oh my god this horse is going to give herself a heart attack yeah oh okay so you know I put my friend up on my on my other horse and I was like well you go to the pasture I'll bring her out I'm just going to walk her around with being tacked up even that was just her brain she couldn't handle it and all I was asking her to do was just come for a walk with me you know like I said during that six weeks I'd been brushing her and loving on her and working with her you know just little things that you do to try and acclimate them sure she was having a part of this so I was like you know what we'll just put you back out in the pasture for a few more weeks and see how this goes well by that time it turned winter and we get into the mud season here where you know it rains one day and you've got three feet of mud the next yeah yeah so fast forward about four to six months and I was like you know what you're a whole lot calmer and I had, you're going to laugh. I called my vet. I called an animal communicator. Oh, yeah. I called everybody that I could get a hold of. I, ca- I worked with a, a vet, a holistic vet out of Southern Virginia. And I said, I haven't been able to get through. Like, she's just, I hate to use this word, but I don't know what else to say. She's just bajiggity. Like, mm-hmm. everything just made her tense and sort of over the top. And I was like, but she's so sweet out in the pasture. Like, I could go out in the pasture and just sit there and she'd come up and she just nose around and want to love on me and I'm like there's something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense here to me so they had me switch her feed to cool stance which is a coconut based horse feed oh interesting I will tell you what the vet the holistic vet she said you know I need to take a fecal sample down to your date that can run a fecal on it and and we're going to clear her out of worms. Mm -hmm. She said, probably she has ulcers and this high intensity feed that you're giving her is just her stomach hurts. 
Oh, okay. Well, you wouldn't All think right. so. Well, You'd I, think an active mare would need maybe something a little more, you know, active. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so this high protein fat and everything feed that was recommended for her and she was outside. The horses only came in to eat or during bad weather. I think they should be horses, right? right. Yeah. So I was like, you know, great. And uh, so I took, weaned her off of that, put her on the other. Well, while she was on the original feed, I was having trouble keeping weight on her. Okay. I mean, this horse ate like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> I have never seen a horse go through that much food and not put on weight, especially not being worked. High quality hay, high quality feed. And I've got a horse that is like insane. Like you touched her and she, she just oh. would fidget and flinch. And yeah. it, it was horrible to watch. It was painful for me because oh. I wanted her to be happy. Well, for sure. And I knew she could be. So went through all this stuff during that four to six months over the winter, got her on this other feed, and within two weeks, she had put on weight and was a different horse. Wow. Yes. What's the name of this again? It was Cool Stance. Cool Stance, okay. uh Uh-huh, C-O-O-L-S-T-A-N-C-E. And it was the best thing. And this holistic vet was like, you know, we have horses that, that have ulcers that are just this other feed just doesn't work because of... She said, you know, the GMOs and the processing and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. She goes, try this, see how it goes. If it works, great, we're on the right track. If it doesn't, then let's regroup. I was like, okay. Two weeks, she was a completely different horse. (laughs) And I was feeding her an eighth of what I had been feeding her before, like a pound and a half in the morning and a pound and a half at night. And I had been giving her probably upwards of almost 10 pounds of feet a day wow. of the other stuff. That's a change. Yeah, and couldn't keep weight on her. And I was like, holy crap, this isn't going to be okay. You can't eat this much and be losing weight. And, you know, and this was after we had gotten rid of all the worms and everything like that. I mean, I, I, I was going to do whatever it took to make her comfortable. So spring rolls around on an outside. And I'm like, you know what? It is a beautiful day and I want to go for a ride. So I got on my other mare and I rode her around and, and I just brought code with me. You know, I ponied her around. I was like, maybe this is what you need. Maybe we need to just back up a whole lot of steps and we need to go back to your original training. We yeah. need to go back to where you feel comfortable. Yeah, baby steps. Okay. So I walked around with her and trotted around with her for a little bit while I was on my other mare. And then I was like, you know, you're being really good. Let me tack you up. Tacked her up. Not a problem. Really? Got Even on in her, the spring? Got on her. And I was out by myself and there was nobody around so I was like please behave yourself right she stood there didn't I don't even think she blinked while I was getting on her stood there (laughs) and when I asked her to just to walk forward she just walked on and was just this incredibly quiet horse that I was like oh wow six months and actually doing things not I'm a hunt seat equitation and dressage rider okay we are pounded into our heads this is why we do things we do them just because it's always been done that way and when you start thinking outside of the box not every horse it's just they're like people right so not every person is going to react to the same courses of treatment I had a horse that had had not a great experience with her first adopter I'm not going to go into details on that but it it just wasn't a really great experience and uh, you know then the second adopter the woman who adopted her is just fantastic absolutely enjoyed her and you know her she needed a different course than than just a companion so when I got her she all she had had was kind of feeling like she had been bounced around a little bit and maybe not such great 
experiences for you know, her. You that's know? stressful. That's one off the track is a huge change. And then different homes and different bonding. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have, she is a one person horse. Mm-hmm. I can whistle just from the back door and she will come running to the Aww. barn. <laughs> and not just, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, meander over. It's like, no, here, let me show you. I actually did know how to go fast at yeah. one time. <laughs> Slower than everybody else, but I did know how to go fast. And um, she is extremely bonded. If something happens and somebody else has to attend to her, it just stresses her out if I'm not there. Aww. You know, so she is extremely bonded. I've had to take some time off of riding due to some injuries caused by a car accident, not riding in the <laughs> Let's clarify. And so it was about a year till, you know, I took off about a year's time. I tacked her up one day, got on her and went, there we go. Just like nothing had ever. And this is your like pasture I'd been buddy doing horse. it every single day. Yeah. yeah, she was a companion horse. She she can be lightly ridden. She's a gorgeous trot. It's big. It's beautiful. <laughs> and uh, she's got the best personality. But, you know, her adoption story is one of she had she had a great start when she came off at New Vocations. She ended up with somebody that wasn't quite what she needed, mm-hmm. got moved to somewhere where the girl didn't really work with her much. She was just a companion horse to now I'm going to have my hands on her. I want to work with her. I don't expect her to do anything other than be her, but she wants that human interaction, She, but she wants it from her people. She's a really unique horse, and it's been a really incredible learning experience, you know, working with an animal communicator. The things that this woman said, all I did was send her a photograph of code, and the things this woman said, there'd been no way she would have been able to tell me all of that. That's really She's incredible. Never met the horse. Never met her. And I'm not one of those, well, I don't know that I don't believe, but I know that I don't know that I do believe, you know. Right. But some of the things that she told me about code, I was able later to actually verify. And to <laughs> me, I went, oh, holy cow. I mean, it was just incredible. It was an incredible experience. And then working with a holistic vet who said, you know, I understand and appreciate all of the regular Western medicine, but let's look at it from how would they in nature take care of this? How, mm-hmm. how can we work through this in an easier fashion on her system? I mean, okay, great. Yeah. I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to do what, do what you need me to do. I had massage therapists come in and work on her. I had a energy healer come in and work on her. And all of these sort of out of the box things, she is now so, I mean, she's so calm. She's so relaxed. She is a push ride. Like you want her to trot, you better have a whole lot of leg backing <laughs> you up because yeah, no. Wow. Um, I, the story yeah. is incredible. It's so real because, you know, you went into it maybe expecting one thing, got another, but look how you've been able to grow in your relationship with her. That's so cool. Oh yeah. The amount of, you know, even to the point of, I ha- you know, I've got a grooming box full of tools that I know that she likes. She can't stand a curry comb. Okay. Just it doesn't feel good. Great. Fine. We, we will find some other way to do this. So like I have like scrubbies basically is what oh. they look like. And like that's what she likes. But she'll stand there for hours and let me groom her and just just doesn't move. You know, so it was really for me for so long. I had been working with 
courses that really had, they didn't have any little quirks that you didn't know about because you'd known them for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, having one that nobody could really tell me her little quirks other than, hey, she's she's all right with a farrier normally. <laughs> uh, she doesn't like to trailer. Uh, you know, when, when you get stories like, oh, well, she got off the trailer, she'd beaten herself up. Yeah. Like she was bloody and sweaty and... Oh. It, and I was like, oh, dear God. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, she, oh, you know, I'm like, oh. Did I just get you know, a crazy horse? Out and they're like, well, she, she doesn't really like needles. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I hope she's never sick. <laughs> you know, yeah. how, how do we deal with, you know, so learning how to deal with all of that and, and doing it in a non-confrontational way. You know, she's one of those horses that when you get loud, and I, I don't mean verbally, but like with ex- your expression. Mm-hmm. She shuts down. She doesn't do well with big, loud. You know what I mean? Like you have some horses that just don't care how you are around them. Sure, yeah. She likes things. She likes people and things to be more laid back and quiet and a little bit easier going than... I mean, they can sense so much more about us, even when we're not, you know, in our minds projecting something, I think, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's how oh, I yeah. feel. They know. They know when we've had a bad day before maybe we know we've had a bad day. Yep. And, you know, I've, I've learned with her that um, if I've had a bad day, yeah, we'll go and hang out and she can eat carrots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's because she doesn't really want to hang out. But for the most, and it really helps me because she can be like, oh, look, you've had a bad day. We're not hanging out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then if I, you know, I'm like, oh, dude, you're right. I have had a bad day. Let's start all over. She's like, okay, here you go. And then she'll plant oh. her head in my chest oh. and just want to be scratched and loved on. And I'm like, you know, for as good as we're really good together. I love this man. We help each other. I do too. She is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Wow. But when she first, yeah, when she first walked off the trailer, as gorgeous as she was, I was like, holy hanging off the rafters. <laughs> like, oof. I was like, oh, that's all right. We'll, we'll get through it. We'll figure it all out. And uh, the, it's just now an incredible thing, you know. And I think from my experience, so many people are, are oh, we don't want to adopt. We don't know what they've been through. Dogs, horses, cats whatever. And I kind of think that's a really hard mentality to put on them, you know? No, they may not be the easiest, but I can tell you that that code has only ever spooked once with me and I've ridden her. There's no amount of times that I've been on her, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. I just, and, and she's spooked what once, twice, maybe three times with me. And each time she takes me with her. She doesn't, you know, some horses, they'll just fear left or dart or, you know, they're get out from underneath you. She's like, oh, no, you have to come with me. <laughs> She's like, here we go. We're, we're moving. Aww. But we're going this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, so she's very cognizant of what's going on around her and not just around her, but, but with me as well. She's very careful. And I think that is, you know, I took the time to go back and say, hey, let's figure out what's wrong. Yeah. Let's fix this problem. And then I'm going to give you the tools and you're going to give me the tools that we need to have this partnership. And I think that that is true of most any animal that you would adopt. If you give them the time and you give them the tools and they give you the tools, this is what you're going to you're going to have mm-hmm. that kind of relationship. I've got oodles of dogs. You know, I used to be a foster parent and that was kind of the process I went through with them is 
you know, we're going to work together. I'm your partner and we're going to have a good, solid relationship. And I think that's, you know, you've got to change the mentality, especially when you're, when you're pulling horses, any kind of horses off of, out of, you know, wanting to adopt them. I think that's, that you've got to that's so give them wise. that space, you know, and she's honestly, she loves being a pasture ornament. She absolutely loves it. She's never in a stall. She has a run in that she goes into when she feels like it. You know, as does my other mayor, you know, she loves it. She doesn't, being stalled would not be something that would be good for her. But I had to learn that, you know, being in the traditionalist kind of, well, this is what we did and we just do it because it's always been done this way. Right. Breaking out of that mentality of doing things that way. There's a lot of that in the horse world, I think, though. Yeah. You do everything, all of, you know, you tack up basically from your left. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, not with her. I tack her up from the right. Really? Yes. Okay. That was one of the things that the holistic vet said to me. She was like, you know, if, you're, if she starts tensing and getting upset on the left, do it on the right. I was like, but it's the same thing. She goes, I understand <laughs> it's the same thing. But in her mind, it's different because that right side didn't get used. Yeah. We do everything from the left. So now I do everything from the right. And it's opened my eyes because I would never have thought to do that until... Somebody else said to me, you might be looking at this sort of in a, well, in a very traditionalist sense. Right. And how funny that that left is so ingrained in all of us. Like when I see somebody mount from the right, I'm like, well, there's a newbie. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe they're trying something different. But yeah, it's it's so ingrained. That's too funny. I love this. Yeah. I mean, you know, so it really, it, it taught me, it was really hard for me, especially putting on a bridle at first. I was like, my arms just don't work this direction. Oh, I don't from the right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. boy. I don't understand how that's <laughs> I would have to think that through. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I've been doing this for, what, 20-some years, 23, 4, 5, however many years now. Oh, my And goodness. I can't figure out how to put a bridle on from the right. You're breaking my brain right now. I'm thinking of me doing that. And I'm like, how, how do you even yeah. do it? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, um, you know, <laughs> I put her halter on from the right. I, the majority of my saddling, you know, when I put the saddle on her and the saddle pad on her and it all goes on from the right, not from the left. And the only thing I do on the left is tighten the girth, you know, right mm -hmm. before I get on. Sure. And I still mount from the left, Okay. but I've mounted, but I've had to, but at first I mounted from the right because it was, it was different to her. And I was like, this is amazing. And Going through that process with her was unbelievable. Wow. You have found a partner, quite the partner. Yeah. And it is absolutely amazing what she was willing to do when I stopped trying to say, this is what we do because this is what we have always done. Right. And I said, how do we need to do this for you? Misha, I just, I love this. <laughs> it just really changed my entire perspective. And, you know, I, I would definitely to anybody recommend go to a reputable adoption agency, rescue and work with them mm -hmm. and be honest about yourself and your abilities and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Because the more honest you are with them, the better you're going to end up in the long run. Certainly. And I love the attitude behind adoption. And I think everything you've described here is so, so that what can I do for this animal? How can I help it better its life? Um, how can we be a great partnership rather than what can it do for me? How can it serve me? And that's been your entire conversation here has been 
how can we work together? How can we make this partnership the best it can be? And I just think that's so beautiful. That's beautiful in any relationship. But yeah, go into adoption with that attitude. You're not just getting something on the cheap. You're you're getting right. a life that you can help better because the alternative for horses and, and for other animals as well, like you were saying, dogs and cats, it's not so good. And so, yeah, yeah, go into this with the attitude of how can we grow? I love it. Yeah. And, you know, even if later on, you know, your life circumstances change and you rehome your horse, working with a reputable adoption agency and rescue, they will help. You go back to them and they'll, they will step in and say, okay, how can we help you to make sure that this horse's life or this animal's life continues to be good, even though your life is circumstances have changed, you know, or if you've got, you know, I was talking to um, a friend of mine and they were like, well, every kid should have this kind of partnership now. And I said, these partnerships are forged on, you know, kind of like the JFK thing, ask not what you, right. your country can do for you. But again, this goes back to letting kids, letting riders forge these relationships with their horse. And it's not and, easy. Uh, it's I, not always a piece of cake. It takes time and it takes work and it's awesome. It grows you. And it is, it is definitely blood, sweat and tears. But in the end, whether you want a companion horse or a dressage horse or, or a reining horse or whatever it is that you want, you will end up with such a strong partnership that you have that because you've got such a strong foundation. And, uh, you know, the only thing Code had ever been was a companion horse. That was going to be fine. My answers were going to be the same for her no matter what. So it was just an incredible experience, not only an adoption experience, but an incredible growing experience as well. Misha, how long have you had Code? Oh, four years in October. Four years. Okay. Yep. So what we're going on, going on, yep, where I think her adoption anniversary is October 9th, 2014. Aw. We just passed the four-year mark. Okay. They started our fourth year together. and um, That's precious. She's just amazing. Just amazing. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't endorse more for people to give an adopted horse animal a chance. I just couldn't because it's been a phenomenal experience. I'm so happy to hear that. And you said specifically you were working with New Vocations. We know there are other mm -hmm. wonderful adoption agencies out there. Oh, um, yeah. But New Vocations has, from what I've heard and experienced myself, they really work hard to try, like you said, to pair you up with a match that's going to be the right match. And then, you know, like you said as well, if it doesn't work out, they're there for support there at the end or, you know, at the change, oh, yeah. whatever the thing might be, they're there as well. And I think that's so encouraging. Oh, I do too. And, you know, there are, uh, like you said, a lot of really good adoption agencies or rescues, however you want to phrase it. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of them. You know, you just have to go in it with, okay, these are the things that I have to have. These are the things that I would like to have. And then start whittling down the list, mm -hmm. so to speak. And then finding the agency that works best for you. Again, it's not a one size fits all kind of answer. Right. It's make it personal. Be open. Be honest. You know, if you, if you want a horse that's going to jump, don't get one that's got old injuries that's going to prevent it. Right. From, from working over fences. But you've got to tell them that up front. You've got to let them know what it is you need and what you want. And then they get to 
to do the other work on their side. Yep. And I think it's incredible. I think it's an incredible experience to be able to do that because well, they definitely hit it out of the park for me. <laughs> they knew. It's like they knew you were something. I guess. Yeah. That is, <laughs> yeah. that's what you want to hear though. That is just wonderful. Yeah. So it, it's definitely been an, an incredible experience. And I have found that when you adopt a thoroughbred, for me, it's been like joining a, a really, really big family. Okay, tell me uh, about you that. Find, you, know, you find all these other people, whether you meet them online or in life, but you find these other people that have adopted a horse and or adopted a thoroughbred and you, you start to connect and can support each other. And even if it's just sharing photos, you know, you, you keep up with things that have gone on and somebody had this problem and this is how they fixed it. And you're like, oh, well, I kind of understand that. <laughs> now this is a new angle for me to look at the next time I run into a problem. And I think that those are incredible things to be able to network. And they're they're kind of kind of like finding a tribe. It and is. You find groups of people that you really connect with. And that can be a huge encouragement. Like you said, when you're having issues or, you know, you, you maybe think, man, I'm going to adopt this horse. It's going to love me forever and everything's going to go super smooth. And then you have trials. And then you find out everybody yeah. has these trials because you're working with an animal. And, and anyway, that whole story is, I think, the epitome of what it can be. Oh, yeah. And if you have if you really have issues, find find professional help in your area that are that can work with an adopted horse. Not not every trainer is is created equal. And mm -hmm. some of them just, you know, they're not as comfortable with with working through different problems. And it could be that one trainer is really comfortable and great with your horse. The other trainer is just as qualified, but doesn't get on with you and your horse quite as well. You know, you kind of got to find what fits. Right. Um, you got to find what feels good and what works for you because the answer may not be X equals three. You know, it could be two plus two is 17. And that is exactly what happened in my case. Right. Two and plus two was 17. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's four and sometimes it is just not. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just different. Yeah. And you know, it's the differences that make us all even more valuable and incredible, not only to our horses, but to each other as well. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. Somebody should put that on like a coin or a building or something. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got a, at least one good little sound bite out. <laughs> That's right. It's that was awesome. I think this is great, Misha. I love this story because you know I I really would love to have one of those perfect ones where it's like oh I just got my teddy bear, but I haven't gotten any of those, and I think that that's just reality. And it's such a growing experience. Everybody I've talked to has loved their challenges and the hard work that it's brought them because it brings them so much closer and it strengthens them. And it's just overall this big old blessing for both you and your horse. Yeah, It's amazing. Oh yeah. Well, I love being able to put her on a trailer now without having to, you know, make sure that she's, and I hate things, but she was drugged enough to get on a trailer and not injure herself. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that she can walk on a trailer now, stay on there tied for however long she needs to. She gets off and she's like, oh, Okay, whatever. That's incredible. I will be looking up that. You I said mean, cool that. stance, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. And, you know, now she is only on high-quality hay and grass. Oh, wow. That's it. Okay. I don't even have her. Now, if it gets really cold, I'll give her, you know, the horses will get a little bit of feed sure. here and there. But she is a grass-fed thoroughbred, 100% grass-fed thoroughbred. Wow. And keeps her weight and her sanity. Yep. That is awesome. Think outside the box and sometimes that works. And, I mean, mm -hmm. you got to check it out. Yeah. You know what? I, I kind of feel like 
it's worth a try mm-hmm. because if if you don't try it and give it a real go, you're never going to know. And every human is different. Every animal is different. We can't put yep. them in a box. Nope. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's an amazing experience. It really has been. It's been um, one of the best experiences. Like I said, I fell in love when I looked at a picture <laughs> and it didn't matter what they told me about her. She was coming home. She was yours. That well, was all there was to it. <laughs> Well, Misha, thank you so much for sharing this story. I think this is just going to encourage people and as well as educate them and provide the, I just think the encouragement to say, keep on keeping on because things aren't a piece of cake and that's okay. Yes. You know, um, I think it's one of those things where if you realize that, yeah, you're going to have bad days, but it's going to get better. You are going to find what works. And it's going to get better. Yeah. You know, like that quote that uh, the sun is still shining behind the darkest cloud. Yes. Ugh, we need to like start a little quote thing. I could pull so many quotes from this and say, from Misha, from Misha. I just loved it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. And please feel free to do that and share them with me. <laughs> and um you know, please keep in touch. Uh, oh, will. Hopefully we'll be able to encourage more people to adopt. And, um, you know, if anybody has, and I will offer this, if anyone has questions for me regarding specific things that I have encountered that I've shared with you today, please have them contact me. Excellent. And, you know, you have you have my email address okay. um, and I'm happy to, to help people if I can. Um, I think that's part of the adoption thing is that, you know, this is the family, this is the tribe and and you do what you can for each other. Well, I love that. And I really do appreciate that because you talked a lot about things that, you know, aren't quite as familiar as, as your regular vet might be or your regular, like you said, traditional stuff. And so, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I think that, yeah, people listening to this, I think that that would be really interesting for them to explore other avenues. They're out there. They're getting more prevalent, more, you know, Mm-hmm. location independent which is awesome and um yeah if it can work and help that's amazing yeah yeah yep that okay. it is well thank you so much i appreciate yes. your time and i'm so glad to be able to share code's story with you thank you misha this story is so encouraging to me i think that it's easy to take a quick look at others and where they and their horses are now and assume everything is great and that it always has been and wonder what am i doing wrong take courage folks relationships take time and every one of them is just a little or a lot different and remember misha's wise words it's our differences that make us valuable and incredible to each other thank you misha and thank you for listening to the horse cure Thank you for listening to the Horse Cure Podcast, the podcast for those of us who know that horses really are the cure for all that ails you. You can find more information about each episode and more podcasts at thehorsecure.com and by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 